Hey, y'all, we are tackling Gorilla, episode three and four. We're coming at you. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. It's like the warrior song before Lauren went off the hill. I feel how Lauren felt when she went off the hill. (laughs) That's why I've got my hoodie on. Hey, y'all, my name is TK Trinidad. Uh, Thank you for rocking with us. Uh, Let's first introduce uh, my lovely co-host. Just feeling the beat. (laughs) Hey, guys. It's Miss Candy Marie. (laughs) And you can find me on IG at Miss Candy Marie. I don't know how I am. And on Twitter, (laughs) Sweet Candor TV. Oh, my gosh. Back to you, TK. I don't know how I, I don't know. Thanks, After Buzz. Every, every show. Um, my name is TK Trinidad. You can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. So Al is on his way, or hopefully the LA traffic, but uh, we're going to hold it down for him. So what do you think of episode three and four? Well, oh my gosh. You know what? Episode three and four actually inspired my look today, TK. Oh. Uh, it did. Else, uh, okay. You know, and the funny thing is, is I uh, just caught up on episode three and four today. Uh-huh. But I just knew that this would be channeled, so I, I felt like this would be appropriate for three and four. Uh, but to answer your question, <laughs> um, you know, at three episode three was a little slow for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, four really started to pick up. You know, it really started to get me on the edge of my seat. Um, you know, I feel like this is where we really start to see them form. We really start to see them come together and form. So I was just thinking it's about time. See, I don't know. It's it's kind of, I've, I felt the same way, but it's going to go one of two things. And I think it's going to go the latter, meaning that, you know, they didn't, start with a plan it wasn't execute like they they thought they had a plan but now Mm -hmm. they're at a certain point and now everybody doesn't know what they're what is to be done they're doing some things but you know is it going to really make a difference Mm -hmm. and in the end you know will some of these characters die for like nothing like yeah they've done something here and there but to like the the cause on on a whole you know would they have changed anything so that's kind of my concern Mm -hmm. um for that so it's just kind of I hope the series doesn't end on a down note, which I can see it being. Um, but, you know, we'll see. You know what? You're right. We will see. And one thing that you said I have to agree with, uh, a lot of people are uh, dying for a cause or mm-hmm. not dying for a cause. Um, and I feel like in their heart, they they feel like regardless, I stood up for something. Right. You know, and and it is so unfortunate that so many people lose their lives every single day. But I just, I really hope that regardless of who passes away throughout the series, and it's just that good, guys, that um, they're at peace. Yeah. Well, with the, their decision. Yeah, it's those. It's one of those things like where, where you think about any major thing or even minor thing that's happened. Um, in order for change to come, you have to to do something. Mm-hmm. And even though, so for instance, if they if they pass away and then it it kind of channels other people to take up the cause, then it would have been done for something. Right. But they pass away and then 
everybody just goes back to the way things are as far as the immigration, then it'd be be for nothing. So that's why where, you know, because I know, well, we'll get we'll get into that. But it's just kind of like where you, you almost need that balance of, you know, doing something rash, but also have a plan as well. Right. And, you know, there's, it doesn't. But, you know, the beautiful thing about going back to the work that Jazz and Dahari and Marcus have done is that they actually have something that's tangible that they can hold in their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really, really dope how it was revealed. And you know what's crazy is I can't remember if it was in episode three or four. It was revealed that Marcus actually wrote Dahari's book. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I hope I wasn't the only one that was, like, caught off guard. I did not know that. But I don't know. Like, I, w- I was surprised. Surprise, but I wasn't surprised because now you see how why he's so invested, why Marcus right. is so invested. So in we'll, yeah, we'll t- we're gonna go. Well, let's just talk about Marcus and Dahari. So now you see because you remember, like I think episode one, Marcus was going into the jail all the time, and he was like showing off the book and all sorts and of stuff. And he knew so much about Dahari, exactly. So yes. I, I, but then you see, you see, kind of, and you know, everybody's everybody has a nobody's perfect. Everybody has something about them that, you know, is, you know, it's just like, oh, that's kind of right. odd. And you can kind of see the things about Dahari. Like, even when he made reference, it's not funny, but when he made reference to um, Jasper, he's like, you know, I've been in jail for, I think, seven or eight years. Like, I don't care who you are as long as it's wet. I'm in there. Dude, listen to me. If I were Marcus, I would have hit him in his face. But and I think that's Marcus what Jazz thing, wanted. Though. And I get that. Yeah. But this is your woman. This man just blatantly disrespected your woman in your face. Right. And Jazz had every right to be angry with him. How dare you allow this man to disrespect me like that? You stand there like a... Ooh. I agree. I'm just going to say a word. I agree with you. However... You can't expect somebody to be outside of their character. So, for instance, right? Like, Marcus is very, very docile and not docile like, you know, he's weak, but he's he's educated. Not to say that you can't, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, he's he's not, he's, like, for instance, the passion that Josh showed in reading you know the what the um, black army faction is about versus what how Marcus started off. You can see there's a difference. Like he is more if you put him in the corner and say like just put the plans together uh-huh. and gave him some time to actually think about like planning without the pressure of dying and uh-huh. you know police running after him. He'd probably be the good backbone. Like he's a good executive producer in the background doing the stuff. Yeah. So he's that's his his thing. So for her to expect him to stand up when that's not in his nature. Well, you know what? He just lost jazz. A, a piece of jazz just Le- like he just left a piece of her heart. Oh, I, I and and I will say this: a alpha woman does not want no weak ass man. Yeah, but you also know and she, Jazz is an alpha woman. I agree, but she she should have known. She was in hopes of, like she dated him in hopes of, like he showed his passion for the movement. But then she also added all these other things that she, she was did. expecting him mm-hmm. to be, and that's not him. Well, I mean, well, that's what we do as women. You know, behind um, every great man, there's a woman holding it down or putting in the work and all that other right, stuff. Right, but if your man can't hold a credit card and then you clean up his credit and then he messes up the credit again, whose fault is that? I agree, but all I'm saying is that he can't get mad if she starts to walk away. No, but he's not going to... They both don't see... They, I, I think with the, it's not a, it's not a, 
the relationship that they're they're in right now, it's you know, it's so it's so stressed and fragmented with everything mm-hmm. that's gone on. They can't really assess everything that's because he's thinking he's behind the movement where right. you know there's a lot of holes in there. But if you think about it, it's called the Jazz Matrix Gang. Oh, and no, it, no, no! It, it's the it's the Bissam Matrix Gang. So it's um, Dahari's last name and Jazz's last name gang. Oh, yeah. Well, there it is. <laughs> well, there it is. Uh, yeah, M- Marcus, who? Um, you know what? And and let's step let's step back for a second. Um, Pence. So, uh, so let's Pence. talk about Pence. It's uh, he's such a such in a weird situation. I think he's just losing his um, he's losing his his cool with everything. So um, we introduced. So it's uh, is it Detective Pence, Officer Pence, mm-hmm. and he is his son Ronnie has a whole issue with alcohol and stuff like that, and um, they've decided. I don't know if they do this today. I highly doubt it, but they've decided to kind of put him in treatment. And the treatment requires him to be in this room, and they give him a little bit of the substance that he's addicted to. I believe it's like cocaine and alcohol and stuff like that. And then um, they give him like a pill that makes him throw up. <laughs> like not only does he throw up, he throws up like it's just one of those that projectile throw ups, and uh, he just sits in it until they wash him off. That's disgusting. And how I get it, I I get it, but. How is that? Hell, uh, is that is it a whole mental thing? It's supposed to. It's supposed to um, be that when he's done, when the treatment's done, anytime he um, sees or wants to take the substance, it's mm-hmm. automatically gonna like his body's automatically gonna tell him not to because it's gonna think of the pain that is in that inflicted. moment. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like that is aggressive. Yeah, but that's the, the, it's kind of funny because there's another show that I was doing. They use the same type of treatment where you drink something and it makes you throw up. So anytime you have certain thoughts, you drink it and make you throw up. So I think that's just common for pretty much any addiction, like in that time. Wow. So yeah. R- listen to me. You all better have been clean back then because that is a harsh freaking uh, AA yeah. to go through like that. That is what you call rehabilitation. Yeah, like they get straight to the point. But it's kind of f- funny with that because they didn't get to the. They didn't look at why he's doing it. True. Like why did you? Why? How did he get to this point? Mm-hmm. Like is it daddy issues? Pence is not home as often. Is his mother not looking at him as well? Or did he have something that happened at school? Like yeah. you know, they didn't really look at that. They're like, okay, well, he needs treatment. Here's the treatment. And stick then, him in here. Yeah, and then Pence is, you know, saying no. It's kind of funny how Pence is, like, saying no, mm-hmm. and the mom's like, well, you you don't have to deal with it. So. Yeah, because he hasn't been there. Well, yes. He's been working. In other words, you haven't done a damn thing for your son. He's been working, and he's so mostly pay, working like on, you always on do. Kenya. Exactly, and guess what? She knows that, too. A woman always knows. You know, and speaking of a woman, uh-huh. I have to, listen, guys, I have to admire my beautiful co-host sitting next to me. She looks fabulous. You look amazing oh, today. Oh, thank you. From thank hair you. to it. your face, everything, your outfit. Girl, you're looking good, girl. I, I have to As say. As do you. Listen, guys, this is a hoodie day, okay? <laughs> we do hoodie days for a reason. I'm supporting the cause oh, and everything. I got on my... Look, I even have on my Spider-Man shirt. Uh, 
you guys see Spider-Man. Okay, I have They're not to looking at really Spider-Man. Quick. I can guarantee you that. Um, so <laughs> I was trying to connect with my inner Spidey. <laughs> so uh, Pence, yes, he is working, but also he is working with Kenya. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's getting frustrated. They can't find out where Jess and uh, Marcus and Dahari are. Um, he's trying to get Kenya to, you know, put her air to the ground and essentially snitch them out. And it's kind of funny because he goes there, and I guess he's unexpected. And mm-hmm. I, what my question was, is Kenya a call girl or... Kenya is whatever Pence wants her to be. No, because when he told her, who do you have coming over, is it a caller? It's, that's when it made me question, like, does she also take other guys? Because then he made her call um, Bob Smith, who was supposed to come over that night and tell him... You can't come over, I'm busy. Is that what happened? Yeah. I feel feel like that happened because maybe for the first time she was starting to date. No. And I feel like Pence didn't like it. So that's why Pence was like, "Uh uh-uh, call him. Call him because he was supposed to come over. Yeah, but they they already hung out. Because when she said, I can't do this anymore, and then he was telling her what other stuff to say, she couldn't Ugh. do it. So I don't know if she's, like, a prostitute or, like... She's, she's, listen, she's all of the above. I do not like her informant behind. You know, like, first of all, like... She's supporting her son. I just don't like her. I've never liked her character. I get it. I get what she's doing, but there are other ways to support. I think she's an evil, conniving uh, woman that, you know, like, ugh. I, I, just, you, I don't have any words for her. Do you think that she's regretting it? Because the fact that, like, no, I'm sure she can get... I don't get, think she regrets I it. I don't know. I, I'm sure she can get information on where they are from, like, where Marcus and Jessers or find somebody who might know and point Pence in the right direction. But I think she's now seeing... But I think people aren't dumb. I think people... The, the streets know that she's an informant. That's one thing. They've always, She's probably always been this type of woman. Right. And the streets know that. So, of course, if she asks... Like, the only people she's probably going to get any information out of are the weak ones. But the ones that are that are about the struggle, you have to think about right. at what place in time that they're sick and tired of the police right. abusing them. And this was any black person that or minority person that the police saw. It doesn't matter who they are. Right. All they saw was color. And people are tired of that. But they did find, um, when, they were tra- when she, she found somebody who was willing to give up information and pay them. Mm-hmm. So not everybody's that strong. Right. So that's why it leads me to believe that she's not trying that hard because she doesn't want to help him find yeah. them because she's seeing everything that's happening. Like if you, maybe five years ago or like maybe five years ago, it wasn't as bad. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, they're raiding, you know, black communities and, you know, they're they're kind of after them with such, you, you know, they're not going to come out alive. Maybe she's, you know, they're figuring, hunting them yeah, down, figuring they're that literally... she and, can't do that. And then not to mention, I think she's starting to understand all that she is to him. Mm hmm. This man has fathered your child. Has, has he confirmed that? No, no, he is. Because yeah. the boy, when he yeah. said, the boy, I want to give him a kiss on the cheek, she yeah. said no. The only reason why he wants to do that is because that's his son. He's not, he doesn't go around just kissing little black boys. I don't no, know. No, he doesn't. And then the little boy is mixed. I mean, well, shoot, it, I wouldn't put it past Kenya for her to be sleeping around with another white cop. But, right. and, you know, just in reference to connecting the dots, I'm, I feel like that is his son. Huh. It, it would honestly, it would make sense. It would, it would up until the point where it sounded like she was, she was, she was a call girl. You know, she might just be a call girl. Yeah, I, I don't you know. know what I think. It, look, she is all of the above to me. I don't like you, Kenya. Look at me. Oh my! I don't like you. Okay, <laughs> I don't. Um, just a side note. Uh, Al sent this over, and it's kind of. Um, 
he sent it over and he's supposed to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Um, a UK Black Panther by the name of uh, Darkest Howie. Um, he's originally from Trinidad. He was uh, really big into the movement in the UK. He mm-hmm. actually recently passed away like April 1st. 2017 oh, wow. um so they did there was a whole bunch of stories about him so we'll get into more about that mm-hmm. um when al's in next next week but just kind of want to you know just you guys look up that name because i was reading up some stuff on him and i didn't even realize wow you, you know he was very okay um he was very uh he was very into the 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 movement to the point where he Oh, they're having a story about him. Who? Look at that. Um, this is awesome. Yeah. So he went. So like I said, he's originally from Trinidad. He went to the U.S. and actually met a couple of the Black Black Panthers, which inspired him for the movement into the U.K. Wow. And um, he did a lot of great things. Or I, I'm not. Let me not say great because I don't know his story just mm-hmm. yet. But he did a lot of things for the movements in in the 70s and 80s. And he just recently passed away. So wow. And you know what? This is like exactly one of the things that I love about you know this show is that. You learn so much. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I had no idea all that was going on in the 1970s in London. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now just to, like, this is literally the face of that movement. Right. You know, and that is, that's so inspiring. And it's also an educational piece, you know. And I hope that you guys... Uh, can take the time to to check out his story because yeah. you know this is this is pretty awesome. Yeah, and even the little things like even when Jess is talking to Marcus and saying like you don't really understand because you were born in the UK, right. which you know yes and no because Marcus is like no they don't see that they just right. see my skin. Right. So it's just that's like it. yeah all these all these things where it, that's. I feel like that's how it is today. Where oh, a lot absolutely. of folks are just like, "Oh, well, you don't understand." It's like, "Yes, I do to an extent." Let me be empathetic well, to is, it. This is my thing, and this is how I always feel when people says you don't understand. Well, help me to understand, right? Me. If I don't understand, help me to understand. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's all the movement is. Even with what they were trying to do, they were trying to lead by action, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, I just, I, that's why I love their characters. Um, one thing I do want to touch on Alette. is Elliot. Yes. Yes. And I feel like Elliot, what she was doing for Jazz was just such a great thing just to see two women, mm-hmm. two strong alpha women coming together because I think she also added another layer to Jazz's character. Well, she added another layer to, it feels like as far as um, fighting for what you believe in. Mm-hmm. Like, I had no idea that there was the political party. Um, I was looking it up. Flor Quebec. de la... De, de Quebec. Um, Front de la Qu- Quebec. I'm saying completely wrong. But I had no idea. Like, I've, I've heard um, that Quebec always wanted to splinter off from Canada. Like, mm-hmm. that's been something that's been talked about a long time. But as far, I, looked a, a look, I looked it up, and there was, like, bombings. There was kidnappings. There was, you know, stuff about that, which is really, really interesting because yeah. it makes me want to learn more. Like, I had no idea that was an element as far as Canadian history. So, you know, her bringing that to the U.K. and then talking to um, Jess and then inspiring her to, you know, kind of pick up and become a soldier was great. However, it's kind of like they're in the movement. And then to make matters a little bit more difficult, it seems like she was on her own agenda. It's like she was, it's well, the fact, well, we can reference to Dahari, Jazz and. Yeah. So what happens is um, she, so Dahari, we're kind of jumping all over the place. So Dahari, Marcus and Jess, they uh, make a deal with the Germans. The Germans are putting up in the safe house um, in exchange for, 
you know, helping the Germans do certain things. Yeah. Then um, kind of a little fast forward a little bit, um, Marcus, Dahari, and Jess decide that they're going to um, kind of not stick up, but pretty much shoot up a lot of these travel agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, because nobody knows who Elliot is, they had her be the driver. So the whole thing was she's going to drive with it. They're going to um, Jess, Marcus, and Dahari. We're going to split up, shoot up these agencies, and within five minutes meet. And then she was going to pick them up and they were going to be off. So she splintered off that plan because she had her own agenda as far as, you know, being part of the, I believe it's the seventh wave. And she went into the Canadian um, travel place and shot it up. The only problem was that the cops were looking at that spot and she ended up getting shot, which is the thing is. You know, did she really do justice for her cause? Because she she got um, she was able to go to I believe it was either Algeria to study as a soldier and then as a, eventually come back to Canada to yeah. fight fight the cause. And instead, she didn't stick to the plan and she got shot. And Which was it so... was there a reason for it? Man, like you know what? I felt like that hurt. I feel like in her heart, she she felt like she stood for something and she died. Uh, you know, the death that she uh, wanted to die. See, but then that's that comes off as a little bit selfish. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I respected her character, even the way that she died. I, I respected it. You know, it was on her terms. Right. You know, like she like she took every single bullet. Mm-hmm. She walked her way through it. She didn't run. Right. You know, she didn't run for shelter. She took it. Right. She took it all the way until the very end. She took it like a boss. I was like, you know what, Elliot, yeah, you are one badass chick. It's kind of like. So you you feel like she died for nothing? I because at the end of the day, who knew she was there? As far as you know, from her party, um, the the apparently the police who shot her has had no idea who she who she was. So she didn't make an impact in her party just yet. So she believed in the party, she believed in the cause, and she was she set out to do a plan. So it's like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And she she agreed to stay for this moment to help them. But don't forget, she did stay her proclamation. Everybody did the same thing. Everybody stayed at their proclamation right. before they started to shoot. Right, but who's there to... Like you state your proclamation. It was a room full of people. Of it, course, they're gonna they're gonna ask what happened, right? And that's going to be when when the press puts out the story. That's gonna be a part of the story. I wonder how the press puts out the story, though. That's a great that, that that's a great uh yeah. You're, you're listen, guys. It's been a long day. Okay, <laughs> so so because you have to think you have to think about it. Um, somebody was we were talking about something as as far as like oral storytelling and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It was a comment from another another show and you have to think about everything that we're learning um, that are in textbooks now right so you know um the slave trade in a lot of textbooks is no longer being called the slave trade it's being called something else a lot of things that um that people are learning or not even learning is being written by somebody like you know in the textbook Mm -hmm. like company so are we still maintaining the history of these events that happen beyond black, white, whatever. It's just like, who's telling these stories and is somebody making sure that these stories are accurate? Because when we're gone, like who's to say this is true or not? Well, I will say this: sometimes uh, people uh, create things so that they can spark ideas. Mm -hmm. And I think that prime example, what she did show successful, even with you. How did you know that there was even an issue going on in Quebec? Right. Until she said something. That that led you to go and research to find out what was going on. This is 2017. So I, 
and and I get that. Yeah. But I think sometimes it just takes just like that proclamation mm-hmm. that she stated. I think that was like a way of hey, this is what I'm standing for, mm-hmm. and and da 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 Quebec. Right. That's going to of course when they. Uh, publish the story and the headline is going to read it's going to say woman shot to death but it's also going to say what her last words were see i don't know about that i don't know the last words i mean i guess i guess we can only hope right but i i feel that um if you were a country Mm -hmm. right so say you're on the on the side of as far as the government and you don't want any you don't want obviously any riots you want anything going on and you know if or, or even take the country away. You're part of the newspaper. You don't want to be the one to incite riots because of this. Would you essentially tell the story as a woman, um, she was disgruntled, she shot up the place, and like, because if I'm on that side as far as the ask, newspaper... They're going to ask why was she disgruntled, and when they say why was she disgruntled, they're going to say that. Or they can say mentally, going to f- mental issues. And this is this is very, very true. Because a lot of people say that. We also cannot forget the time in which this was occurring. Mm -hmm. This was in the 1970s. They they were the ones that created the movement. Right. They were the ones that brought the movement to London. Mm -hmm. There was no movement before then. So this is a big deal. It's going to create. It's going to create awareness because it's such a big deal. They are the first of their kind in London. Yeah. They they brought the movement. They are the ones. Wait. Are you talking about the Canadian? Are you talking about the Canadian? Are you talking about Elliot? Are you talking about? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about Dahari, Jazz, okay. and uh, and our boy Marcus. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And I'm also talking about Elliot, simply because technically, you know, she she for this episode, mm-hmm. she kind of joined forces with them, right? So it's like, no matter what they do, they're going to make headlines because it's something that hasn't been done before, right? I don't know. We'll see. I hope they. I hope in the next episode they actually see, or the next two episodes they show if it kind of affected something. Right. I mean, I hope so. Because if they don't, I feel like then that storyline is lost. Because at first, I, I agree with you, and I think you said this uh, in our last show, that it's starting to feel like they're doing all of this for nothing. Right. But now, I, I really, like, I would like to see how the community is reacting, and that's something that we don't see a lot of. All we know is that, you know, there's this book that Dahari, quote-unquote, wrote that we have now found out that it was actually Marcus. Right. It's in every single, so they have this tangible item that can be passed along, Mm -hmm. which is one of the smartest things that they could have ever done. But now, are people doing more than just reading? Are they actually taking action? Well, then we have the opposite of that, Kent, Mm -hmm. who has a bigger, well, I don't know if they have a bigger stage. It's kind of one of those things... Um, because he's he has a bigger stage as far as different communities. So Kent's on TV now, and he's essentially saying that you know Marcus, Jess, and uh, Dahari are thugs. They're nothing more than thugs. They're mm-hmm. not. They're not about the movement because people are about the movement when incite violence. Mm-hmm. So um, and that's impacting. So Dahari's books is in the black community in you know coffee shops and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. However, Kent is now talking to the masses, mm-hmm. the people who are not, you know, in that particular community but are living in London. Right. So it's gonna be interesting to see how um I don't know, how like if these if there's gonna be a cause for him to steer people the other direction, like a more mm-hmm. of a nonviolent. 
because even when Marcus's uh, parents were on television, they were very disappointed because they were like, they didn't bring him up that way. And he's educated. And if you have issues, you handle it in, a, in an educated fashion versus, right. you know, I know, that, I know that had to hurt. Yeah. When they said that shameful. Yeah. And his father said shameful. Wow. Now, to go back to Kent really quickly, um, Kent to me, I, I'm starting not to like his character, and he's starting to come off to me like a puppet. Oh, like, of course. I, Omega like, is I just, definitely... Like, ugh, it's just like, man, come on, Kent. Like, I expect it more out of your character. Like, what is going on with you? But not to mention, like, he believes in this stuff. Like, right. he believed in this stuff even before. Like, when Jazz approached him, mm-hmm. and she was like, help me, she begged this man to help her. This is supposed to be somebody that you're in love with. Listen, dude, I know that you don't agree with it, and I guess he feels like, okay, I don't want to fund, you know, this cause, and it, it, he, he just doesn't believe in it at all. But I just, I feel like he's he's literally just being a, pep, a puppet, and, you know, they're, he's doing everything that the police are basically telling him to to do well, without telling him to do it. Well, there's a couple of things. I think with uh, with Kent, he obviously lives in a, a better lifestyle as mm-hmm. far as economic. Right. So, you know, again, you can Absolutely. have that today. That's a, that's a great you observation. You have people who are mm-hmm. living well. They don't want to rock. Uh, take OJ if you watch the oh whole my. thing with, you know. He mm-hmm. didn't want to rock the boat when that was happening with the with the LA riots or, or even prior to that. He didn't want to talk about it. So it's the same it's same thing. If you're at a certain status, you want to risk your status because you know you're gonna lose these opportunities or right. lose the funding that's coming in. How do you in. feel about that? I mean, at the looking at certain things that's that's happened and how certain individuals act and react, I am a strong proponent of creating your own funding, your own reality, your own business, where you're right. not, um, where somebody can't come and steal your fortune. Right. So I'm more about creating an empire and a legacy versus working for an individual. Right. So, you know, when it comes time for me to do whatever I need to do, what, whether, whatever side I'm on, mm-hmm. it's not going to affect my family to that extent because there's going to be something there. You know what I'm saying? So I, I definitely see on both sides as far as people who, like, you're genuinely, genuinely afraid. Because you think about it, as far as minorities are concerned, they're probably first generation, so they don't have anything to fall back on. Absolutely. So somebody were literally take away. So take, um, um, gosh, what's her name? Fallon. So she she's, comes from an Irish background. Her parents probably just came to the UK. She's considered, the, the Irish folks in the UK are considered just as much of a minority as everybody else is, right. and you know the police came into her job, and she lost she lost her job, and she has nothing to fall back on because nobody wants to work with her. Right. So it's not like now you're looking at okay, if I say anything, then you know I might lose my job, and how yeah. am I going to pay the bills, and how am I going to do this? And then that in fact leads you to do illegal things, which is right. the whole thing that you didn't want to do in the first place. Yeah. So it's it's kind of you know for people who think that far ahead, it's definitely hard to do especially if you have a couple children or yeah. something you're taking care of so i can understand it but then don't if you choose to be on the sidelines then don't try to speak on the issue right 
Right. It's exactly. Kind of, if you choose. Yeah. If you have chosen that, then shut up. Yeah. Don't basically. don't don't <laughs> say, well, you guys shouldn't be doing this. It's like, no, because they, right. they chose to right. be a part of the Technically, movement. You didn't want to have anything to do with this. So right. don't come over here. You know what? I will say I feel that uh, it's so unfortunate because I feel like Fallon's character has gotten beaten up. Oh, like since day one, you know, yeah. like you're out with the love of your life and you watch him get murdered. Yeah. You know, like, they, she just can't catch a break. But what I think would be very smart is to see, and maybe this might be a prediction, uh, I think it would be really smart if she were to join forces with Jazz and Dahar. I'm sorry, is it the, the, the what is it called? What kind of game? What is the game Oh, again? the Bishop the, uh, Mitra, Mitra gang. I, 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 like, I feel like it would be in her best interest to do that because they are, they're already approaching her on some, you know, oh, we, we know you know something, and they're beating her up in bars. And, right. You know, like, come on, like, really? Girl? I don't know. It, yeah, it it would be, but I don't think that's in her character, meaning that she's Too just scary. afraid. When she even mentioned that she, like, Jess but has always been the stronger tired? one. When you get, like, sick and tired. Like, when? When do you get tired some of all people, of it? Well, some people get sick and tired and do nothing, and then some people get sick and tired and do something. Mm-hmm. So... You know, yeah. she did, or, or they're just too afraid that that they believe that living their life in fear is better than not living at all. And I, uh, no, 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 no. And that, listen, and that that to me is is why I love, you know, the show. I love the show, and it's it, like I didn't know that Jazz was only twenty years old. Mm-hmm. Come on. You know, she's well, only 20 years old. How many 20-year-olds do you know these days well, that are doing the same things that she's doing? Well, everything I that, can't name any. Yeah, well, everything that we're doing these years, everything has gotten so much older. So you have people who are still living with their parents and they're 30, years, 30 mm-hmm. years old. You had back in the day, you know, people were having kids at 21, 22 and still functioning and, you know, handling their business. Right. Whereas now people are waiting. And, of course, it's economics. Um, not finding a job, like all those stuff, play play a huge role in today's society. Yeah, because you know, I, my both my parents not college; they both went to two year universities. My mom worked for the government for thirty plus years. My dad ran his own business yeah. on a two year college, you know, education. So, but they started working as soon as they finished college. Yeah. Whereas for me, when I graduated, it took me almost two years to find something decent, right. and that wasn't even in my field. Right. That was just because you know what, I'm not gonna wait. I'm going to make money. So, you know, it's just kind of, you know, it's just a different, a different environment. So now when you're trying to chase the dream and you can't even get to the dream now for you to stand up for a cause, Mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's, I, I see it both ways. I definitely agree with you. Like, you know, there's 20 year olds are not talking about. Not not as many as there used to be. No, not at all. And, and you know, that, and that's so unfortunate. Like, we need more game changers. We need more people that are willing to to die for something. It's actually very interesting because I had this conversation on Instagram Live mm-hmm. the other day, and I was just talking about what are you willing to die for, right? And when I put that audience, you know, to my audience, when I put that question to my audience, sorry guys, mm-hmm. no um, worries, no when I put that question to my audience, you know, nobody responded. You know, what are you guys willing to die for? Right. You know, what are you, first of all, what are you willing to, to be passionate about? Well, I think even just something on a simpler level for 2017 is, you know, community service. Hello. <laughs> but that's a whole nother show. That's I, a whole yeah, nother show and it, a whole nother topic. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's, you know, that's something I, I just find, I can only speak to LA mm-hmm. in particular. I just find that 
there's there's some individuals who are very passionate about it and then there's like there's there's no in between there's right. people who do it and people who don't do it yeah. and i i think if people just did a little bit of community service then you become more empathetic to the Listen, situation if you just picked up the garbage in your neighborhood picked up the garbage that you walk past when you're walking down the sidewalk well, I mean, if you live in you know, Beverly Hills, then it's not as effective. But, you know, I see what you're saying. In your neighborhood. You know, like, if it's your neighborhood, just take simply take pride yeah. in what's yours. Own it. You know, like, rather than if you're going to go in and riot and loot, why would you go and riot and loot to your corner store Ooh, that you go to every single day? Oh, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Hey, but so. see, you know what? We can't. Like, nobody <laughs> wants to hear the realness. Nobody uh, wants to hear it. Um, so we leave off where um, they're, they sh- uh, what's her name? Uh, Elliot. 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 Died. Um, yes. Jess confronts uh, Mark. Jess confronts Kent to see if he ratted them out. And essentially. Wow. That moment was powerful, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's, I'm surprised that she's surprised. She still loves him. Well, just because you love somebody doesn't mean... That, well, she's 20. Just because you love somebody doesn't mean that you, like, yeah, I love you, but so you're still a douchebag. you think she should have taken him out? I don't think she should have t- taken him out. I don't, I don't even know why she was there in the first place. Like, it, it was one of those things where somebody's known for doing I think it was like she him. wanted to threaten him. Oh, well... I think that's what she thought she was doing. Oh, well... She wanted I mean, to threaten him. She wanted to make her presence known, like, we see you. We hear what you're doing. Stop it. Yeah, I like I like like we saw like I thought it was really cool how uh, they did that shot where they zoomed in on her hand yeah. and you could t- basically see her hand contemplating the trigger. Right? Should I pull this trigger or not? I don't like think she that was pull to it. me was like wow. It, it showed uh, the con- the confliction that she has between what she's standing for and the love that she still has for him. Right. Well, at least that's what I saw. I don't. I I, I think. It's just so frustrating with her because I can see her passion, but there's the the direction, like she, and especially with Elliot telling her, like you know, yeah, the fact that you shot up the house, it wasn't planned, but it, you know, sometimes something that's unorganized is effective, and yeah, that's great, but it's almost telling somebody like you can be unorganized all the time, like the fact that she went to told Marcus, like I'm going with Elliot to go right. with the soldier, you, you can't do that. Like right. you, and then it's it's so funny to me on a on a comical note. Like I wonder if Marcus just looks back at like I don't know how long they were dating, like three or four years, yeah. and say, "Man, I wish I never met this woman because ooh, ooh. I'm in this position now Man. because of her decisions." Like yeah. she, it was her decision to go and break up Dahari. Mm-hmm. It was her decision to go to the hospital. It was all this stuff. Whereas yeah. he could have been trying to fight the movement from a different perspective. Right. So it's like not, not let's not take take away his passion for the movement. Mm-hmm. It's just that he didn't want to be killing people. Right. Right, so right. I mean that's a whole nother. He wanted to do it. He wanted to do it the right way. Which well, I mean, it's is right there is, really right a right way? Depend, that's exactly. relative, yeah. especially in the nineteen seventies, considering everything that is going on. Whose way is the right way? Right. Who's to say that the right way ain't really the wrong way? Well, just the way in general. Hello. So <laughs> if he, so if he, you know, w- was to write more or to do whatever or to, right. you know, let people know about the movement in his way, that would have been just as, as effective as just going in and shooting the house right. but she would have done it on her own instead of dragging him in it right. that's because that's what i was thinking i was like man his life would be so much different if he didn't know her but 
So now they shot up the place. Everybody's looking for them. Uh, even Leroy, they, the cops got to Leroy's house. So Leroy's outed now too. They go to um, Bailey, which is, I guess, a friend of theirs. And Bailey agrees to put them out up in a, in a room for four days. So they have four days to figure out what their next right. move is, which is not a lot of time. Not at all. So Especially when you are going around shooting up places yeah. and your faces are all over the place. All over the place. Later. Yeah. So what's your, what are your predictions? Um, my prediction is that uh, we're going to really see. She's like, I'm bypassing this. I'm just going <laughs> to steamroll through these predictions. You know what, guys? <laughs> I love you all, okay? I'm just going to send some positivity y'all's way. Um, I just want to say that I, I think it's really dope that we've seen Jazz's character evolve a little more. Mm-hmm. She's turning into more and more of a badass every single day. Um, I think that there is going to be a power struggle just a little bit because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, again, one thing that we have mentioned in the past is we don't see a lot of women in leadership, especially mm-hmm. you know, in the Black Panther movement. You know, and she's not even a black woman in leadership. Mm-hmm. But I think there's going to be some power struggles between her and Dahari, or maybe even hell, her and Dahari hooking up. I I can see that too. I can see that too. Yeah, I can see that too. And honestly, um, it, it it was really really nice also to see Marcus's character just be a little more aggressive, and mm-hmm. even when he got into the argument with her, you know, like there was still another side that we hadn't seen of Marcus, yet, right. which I thought, you know, made him uh, come off more. As a leader, but I still think he has a lot of uh, growing to go. Well, I think he's just put in a, a predicament that he just didn't expect to be in. Um, yeah, like I said at the beginning of the show, it's, it, it can go, it can definitely go either way. Like, D- Dahari is definitely brilliant as far as his passion for the movement. However, um, I kind of think he's full of himself in a certain Dahari? aspect. Yeah, yeah, where that might, where that might be his hindrance. Like ever all. Er, Everybody has some type of hindrance. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely Dahari's hindrance. Marcus's hindrance, hindrance is that, you know, he doesn't want to be in this predicament, but yet still he is in the predicament and he's trying to figure out a way right. to, to do it. It's, instead of saying, I'm here, let me just jump in with both feet because right. there's no, both feet because there's nowhere else for me to go, essentially. Right. And then Jess is just the type of person that she just doesn't think things through. She's Mm-mm. not patient. No. So I kind of, if everybody got rid of their, like, were able to self-analyze and get rid of those things, yeah. they could come together and actually do something that's effective. Yeah. So that will be the positive, because we only have two episodes left. Yeah. The negative is that they don't, and everything falls only apart. two episodes? Yes, two episodes Sorry, left. Had to... So everything will fall apart, and then it'll be fractured. Wow. So it can go either way, and I think um, either way will be really... Um, Visually and story-wise, it'd be great. Like, you know, you see right. some shows, it's like, oh, well, if they do this, then it's not as it's Well, not well as I will say this, and, and this is the last thing that I'll say <laughs> before, we, uh, before we wrap it up. Um, I think the fact that Dahari and Jazz are the face, the official face of their movement. Mm-hmm. What's the name? Is it... Is it Bishop Matra Gang. Mitra. Mitra, yeah. Bishop Mitra Gang. That speaks for itself. Which still takes away... That speaks for itself. But this is the problem, though. Then that takes away from the... Because when you do Black Army Faction, that is inclusive. Mm -hmm. When you do Bishop Bishop Mitra, that means that they're doing this on their own. And they're Mm -hmm. supposedly fighting for you, but they're really not. 
Right. So that might be an issue in itself as far as the community backing you. So I don't know. We'll 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 see. Uh, yeah, I think they're gonna rev it up. I think the third episode was you know prepping us. The fourth one is like okay, they're positioning us, and the the next two are gonna be like okay, this is what's happening, and I expect a lot of gun battles and people dying and Don't. hopefully some change. Hey Amen. Hopefully, I really, I really, really hope so because I want to see them win. I, I, I love the fact again that they're so young and they're standing up for a cause they're willing to yeah. die for. Well, I mean, we we we've got comfortable. Oh my gosh. Um, but where can people find you? Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I am Miss Candy Marie, and you can find me on Instagram at Miss Candy Marie and on Twitter at Sweet Candora TV. And you guys can find me at TK Trinidad on everything Trinidad, like the country. Um, definitely keep all those comments coming. We love um, love reading them. Um, also on iTunes, five stars are better. Um, follow AfterBuzz TV on everything as well. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you. So we will check you out next week. Yeah. Ciao, guys. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 